Anatomist Beer is probably produced and distributed by Elements Divide. Sponsored by a fine man barbershop. Make your appointment with uh, Sean and Miss Debbie or Mr. Tyler. Go visit them at the thefindman.club. Also brought to you by Black Widow Racers. At checkout, enter A-H-A-B-B-W-R for 15% off. Check out. Visit them at barbertools.com. Um, also brought to you by the Wandering Souls. You know what they're about. You know I love that shop very much. Visit them at the uh, bohosoul.com. Also brought to you by Trailboard Skate Shop. Family owned, family operated. Get all your skating needs from there. Come on, man. Visit them at trailboards.com. Also brought to you by xproducts.com. You know what you want. You want a flamethrower. You want some skeletonized stuff. You want some drums. You want some AR parts. Just amazing. Guess what? KP Sawyer's got you hooked up. Visit them at xbox.com. Here's something. Hey, ladies. You can splash and make a part straight up. How about this? Move your lady ass over there. Go see Maggie. With the Prim Flash Boutique. 360-890-5557. Or visit them at the Prim Flash Boutique. Ladies, you're looking a little shady? Guess what? Give Darcy a call. 360-481-9224. Have her hook you up. Today, we're going to listen to Richard Sanchez. Orale, compadre. Today's guest is the one and only Mr. Rich Tate, who plays Bobo on the Warrior. You know where to go find Warrior? God damn it, you know we love it. HBO Max, go give him some love. Dude, it's a it's a new year. It's you and me, buddy. You and me, bro. Yes, sir. Twenty twenty one. And what a start to twenty twenty one, huh? Boy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't even know how to uh, des- describe it. I mean, oh, I'm at a loss w- for words, man. Wow is is all I'm gonna say is wow. Just wow, man. I mean, it's like, how are you going to tell people? Let's go ahead and start some shit. But months ago, you were telling people, if you're doing this, you're going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. Sure. You know, or you may be the most powerful man in the country, whatever. You, you can say whatever you want to say. You could do whatever you could do, whatever you wanted to. But man, this is this is borderline some bullshit. You know what I mean? Straight up. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm. I just don't know. Right off the bat, I don't. I'm at a loss for words. I usually have. I usually have a shit ton of things to say, <laughs> you know? especially about shit like this. You know, I was like, dude, just stop that shit. Yep. You, we're all Americans here. Let's just, you know, settle, settle down. Settle. Ex- exactly. I want to go back to exactly. We we are all Americans. It doesn't. It doesn't matter uh race skin color uh political uh affiliation anything we're freaking americans we need to come together as americans stop i mean we we are we're on the brink of a fucking civil war here it seems like i mean exactly it seems we're 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 on this on the on the on the fast track to uh uh civil war here and, and we're being divided by by the media, by politicians, uh, doesn't matter what what uh, Republican, left, right. I, I don't give a shit. It's there, yeah. there's this division in America that has happened in this last I don't know how many years, 
it's 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 been it seems like it's just been kind of on a constant constant thing like just we're tearing the seams of of america apart and we're at each other's throats other americans <laughs> at each other's throats and it's like really guys come on man seriously yeah, i mean like, we got anything better to do i mean we don't have any let's unite for another cause man why, why do we gotta unite for for civil war <laughs> well i mean shit M- michigan flint michigan still does not have clean water oh dude you i mean they haven't dealt with it you know the media put put them on blast for a hot second there and then went on to their next thing yep. and and here people are bitching about this and that or whatever and people in flint michigan are still suffering it's been years i mean come on come on guys let's put our let's put all this energy make it positive and send it send it we need we need to assist other americans not not divide not be negative let's let's come together yeah and let's not let's stop destroying shit like you know the white house you know what i mean you know yeah. I, well, I mean yeah yeah i, I want to get your your thoughts on this sean i mean i've been thinking about this now for for a while okay so do you remember when um they started throwing tearing down these these historical statues uh you, you remember back then yeah yeah absolutely yeah so yeah the primarily uh confederate statues um anybody i don't know they deemed they deemed certain certain uh political or uh heroic individuals from our past uh racist uh and decided to just tear down monuments statues whatever that have been standing for i don't know more years. more than 50, more more than 50 <laughs> years i mean you know, all of a sudden, it all of a sudden, uh, uh, something clicks in everybody's heads and say, "Fuck it, we're gonna destroy this." All of a sudden, now. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand uh, the eradication of history. Yeah, but... yeah. This this goes back into the book. Uh, there was a book. Uh, I can't remember. It's 1984 or there, there's a book. Yeah, there's a book yeah. about uh, destroying uh, history. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong, what whatever your beliefs are, but they destroyed history. And I mean, we're. We're, we're kind of mirrored 1984 a little bit. I haven't read it in a couple of years, but man, it's uh, what I remember. We're we're exactly mirroring that. And it's it's a yep. uh, it's a little scary. Actually, Ashley was like, "Hey, you need to uh, you need to look up the cost of reloading equipment and stuff. We need <laughs> we need to start getting stocked up." I was like, "Ah, it's a it's a tad late for that." It's but, just uh, a little bit late. All the primers are need, gone. <laughs> yeah, we might need to go get a loan for the equipment because it's uh, it's going to cost a couple thousand dollars just to start up. Once you start it up, you're good to go. But man, Damn. but if any, anybody wants to donate or a company <laughs> wants to donate uh, to me, we will, a day. <laughs> we, will, uh, we will definitely sponsor you on this show for sure. Let us know, man. Get at yeah. us with these reloading. We, we need help us out. <laughs> Yeah, Thank I God just, for dry fire, but man. Yeah, right? Dry fire exercises. I mean, yep. shit, I, I'm rolling around in my underwear in the house, man, saying, kapow, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just like, you know, thought, thought about that history, you know, eradicating history. Sure, you know, yeah. you know, from one standpoint, obviously these guys were racists. The other standpoint, that's history. Uh, uh, my standpoint, this is America we're tearing apart, and we're just tearing it apart one statue, one book, one one piece of art, one piece of literature yeah, at, at a time. And we're yeah, yeah. ripping it to shreds, you know what I mean? And yep. I, it's, 
I'm on the fence. I don't know what to think about, you know, destroying America's well, history. You know? So, so as a, as a human being, we're supposed to learn from our mistakes. Yep. hundred percent. So I don't know, say 30, 40, 50 years down the road from today, uh, because history was essentially erased. These kids that are being, they're not going to be taught this kind of history about the civil war. Like, Hey, these guys were racist. They lost, uh, you know, this is the battle of this or that. Um, and these guys lost, but now we've essentially erased that. And I don't know if they're going to keep it in the textbooks or, or, or if there's a, you know, if there's a surge for, oh shit, we got to get this out of the textbooks. It's racist. And I, yeah. I don't know, but if we're not going to, to uh, let our young, young children and adults learn this stuff, it's going to, history is going to repeat itself essentially. Yeah. I mean, it very well could, you know, we've got to learn from our mistakes and, you know, uh, the slaves and stuff were treated horribly. Uh, I'm I'm from Mississippi. I, I I grew I grew up there and I lived there for 19 years. So I got the Mississippi education. I learned about the Civil War. Uh, I learned about the slavery and all that stuff. Uh, and so you know it makes you like a light bulb turns on your head. Like holy fuck, this really happened. Yeah. My gosh, like the evilness, you know. Yeah. And so if we're yeah. not teaching our kids that, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, are we all just going to be robots and not have compassion for uh, when we see racism? Or how, how do we know it's racism right. uh, if, if we're not being taught what racism is, you know? Yeah, 100 percent, man. You, know, you got you to be on top of that. People nowadays are you go on social media or whatever and people are like, oh, you're a racist. Uh, <laughs> be, because I said my opinion, I'm racist. Yeah. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. No, that's, that's, that's not how that works. So we're, 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 we're leaning towards a thing where we're just, we're calling something that we don't like, uh, you know, racist because somebody said some, Oh, Hey, you're a racist. And you know, it's not all the time that somebody may have said something, but the majority of the time that I've observed yeah. are been, been called out or whatever. It's like, uh, no, they weren't a racist, but uh, okay, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, such a such it's a it's, it's it's a slippery slope too. Yeah, I mean, 100%. you know. Yeah, I mean, you got to you know. I just, <laughs> dude, you go from one extreme. So you do something, the person who gets offended goes to the extreme, and calls you a racist. Yeah, what an idiot, dude! Come let's, on, let's discuss. Yeah. You know, if I said something wrong that's offended you, like a uh, a good human being should, they should, you know, say, hey, uh, you know, you said this, I'm going to educate you. And actually, if you said it this way, it would appear to be racist. I don't know if you're racist because I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> or you're a friend of a friend and I don't, I don't know you. So, yeah. you know, I'm going to educate you that this seems to be racist. Uh, maybe you didn't mean it that way. Uh, do you mind taking it down or so, so something along those lines of a, a strategic, uh, you know, we got to treat everybody. Everybody needs to love everybody. Like we say here, we you know, do. we're all, we're all human beings. We make mistakes. Um, I've perceived stuff on the internet or through text message or messenger that somebody says, you know, you don't know the tone and like, I'm like, what? That motherfucker said, what? And I get all pissed off. And then I have to calm down. I'm like, oh, wait, this is texting. Let me see. He probably didn't have a tone like he was back talking me or anything like that. So then I, then I cool my jets. So I, I, I've been in that, been in that hot seat where I've, I've kind of overreacted and I, 
a learning experience. I, I, you know, I got educated and I I've learned from that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those, those little, uh, those situations are always, <laughs> you gotta be very careful, especially it's like, you Absolutely. don't even know, you know, you don't know where your mentals are at, at that, that day. And that's what that really dictates how you read those texts. You know what I mean? Yep. So oh yeah been, absolutely yeah I've been in that yeah, you could be, you could be having a real bad day and then somebody just says something and it it's not meant to yep. be anything bad or mean or anything like that and you're just like what the fuck i'm gonna whoop your ass and then you and then you and then you go and say something and then you and your whoever you're texting are like in a fight and yeah just and then you lose a friend or whatever or or your coworker gets mad at you or, or something yeah. like that i mean it's definitely happened to me and i you know uh i've learned from it yeah. but that's what we have to do you have to you have to learn from those things so any text message just take my time and i read it a couple times to just oh okay cool oh, no. <laughs> whatever you know yeah, maybe don't... they didn't mean what i think you know i'm perceiving something that they may have not meant a certain way and that's exactly you, know, you can't yeah. you can't do that without tone or anything like that like I mean like when we're talking in real life so yeah it's, every it's, time it's, i get a text for you I just like, i'm always like oh dude what what's up bro <laughs> <laughs> And I read it in that tone. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> you know what I mean? Then I'm in a good mood. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I just I always try to like when I'm in a bad mood, I always try to put my phone away, man. I just like I just know that nothing good will come on me texting me in a bad mood because I'll say some stupid shit. But I'll be the first to admit it. And you know what? I'm trying to get rid of that whole egotistical bullshit thing. Yep. And I realized something. Had I known that your ego was going to be the biggest kill, self killer. Back when I was a wee lad, I'm talking, you know, when I was 20, like 40 years ago, 50 years ago, however long ago that was, I would have totally, totally approached life differently. Yep, absolutely. And ego is always the biggest thing. It's a, so right, right now, dude, I'm reading this book. Let me grab this book real quick. This book, dude, I'm like obsessed with it. It's by a man called Eckhart Tolle. It's uh, Awakening to Your Life's Purpose, okay? So this book talks about ego and the roles that you play while you have this ego or while this ego is in play, while you're aware of it. And the sooner you're aware of it, the the changes that come with it. So I, I'm, I'm like halfway through this book and it's just goddamn amazing. It's freaking, nice. freaking amazing. So... Ego is a big thing, you know what I mean? So, I mean, just, you know, how, how you respond to people is uh, is your ego. If you're humble yep, when you respond yep. to there's people. A, yeah. There's a quote that I like uh, from Wendy Mass uh, from the book, The Candy Makers. It is, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. You know, so 100%. when you're talking to somebody, we, we if you don't know them, you, you know, uh, picking up food, whatever, uh, we got to be kind, you know, you got to be polite because we don't, we don't know what kind of battle go, they're going through. And that, that goes for your friends or family. You know, if you call them and you're pissed off and you give them angry, angry voice or whatever, then they're maybe in a bad place. And then now they're fucking really in a bad place. You, know? <laughs> and you just pushed them off the edge. Guess yeah, ex exactly, man. You gotta, you gotta be kind to everybody. Be kind. Rewind. That's what I always say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So we've we've crossed over. We've we've got through the holidays. You know, we, yep. our our holidays. My holidays were nice and quiet, dude. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, man. What we, about we, you? 
we had a good we had a good christmas you know we just uh we chilled out here uh at the house at the farm and we went over to the in-laws house they have a big uh enclosed porch well not enclosed but uh a covered porch and we set up little uh heaters and we had furniture and stuff six feet apart uh we each brought some food uh and everybody had their own plates and utensils and we did it that way and that was cool you know kids got to open their presents there mm-hmm. and uh we brought it back home and then uh we went to Montana for a couple of days to Helena. Yeah, it that. was, uh, it was, it was cool, man. It's a, it's a really cool town. It's, it's their capital and it's really, it's a big town, but it's super spread out. Wow. But like, all you have to do is get on the interstate to go from East Helena to West Helena. It takes like five minutes instead of going from East Olympia to West Olympia, you have to go downtown. It takes you like a half hour, maybe uh, minimum and and yet you know there was no traffic yeah there's no traffic uh i went to costco well i didn't go into costco but we went to the parking lot of costco there was literally at most 20 cars on a on a wednesday night at 6 p.m so everybody's off work for the most part the majority of the working force there was 20 cars at costco i'm like oh man that's that's (laughs) great but yeah no the weather was great uh no rain, uh, nice and dry. The elevations, uh, I think the elevation was like 3,500 feet. So Damn. had to get used to that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, kids had a good time. Liam and I went uh, ice skating. That was that was interesting. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely no uh, ice skater. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't, fall. I didn't fall, but I did. I did okay. I might, I might, I might, I might, uh, I might try to play some hockey next time. So you're telling me we're gonna see Sean in a, a a skater's unitard yes i'm I'm gonna be in the next olympics uh, excellent you got my vote what do you vote me, for me, me and Ty, tanya harding <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm in dude. my partner hell yeah hell yeah two brisk men just skating <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic dude that's awesome right nice on, to meet dude. you and thank you thank you for joining us it's our pleasure, Mr. No, Rich Ting. Man, this is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, we we had such a blast. We interviewed uh, our first time we talked to. We talked with uh, Mr. Perry Young. Okay. Uh, Diane Doan. We talked to Kieran. Okay. We talked to <laughs> we talked to Dean. We talked to Andrew, and of course, Mr. Brett Chan. And Why the ev- fuck you want to talk to me, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You guys, you guys make me feel bad. It's like if, you, if you're like, we're, you're gonna be the first guy. You're like, ah, you're. We did this guy. We did a bunch of extras. <laughs> dudes that watch the show. Then I'd be like, okay, cool. And then we thought of you. It's like, okay, right on. Oh no, we would. If we had our way, we would have had everybody together because everybody. I mean, it didn't even matter where you came in because, like, um. Chen Tang came in and his character blew the doors off the water, right? Later okay. on in season one, in season two, right? Yeah. But you were such an integral part of season one. You're, you were like, well, the, the yellow dragon, right? Yeah. And Bolo was the badass. I mean, he, I thought for sure that Bolo was going to be through the whole season, through, through both seasons, 100%. So yeah, what, we're, uh, we're campaigning to get Bolo back, or or or, or a remix thereof, or an offspring, or a, or a sibling, or something. Yeah, that's 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 what I heard. I listened to Alan's Alan's podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. We did this week, and I was like, oh, that's that's awesome. I will have to ask him about that. So yeah, yeah so, no doubt. 
so you oh, get awesome. did, was that your your idea to uh bring uh bolo's sibling in or you know what it, it was it wasn't it was uh jonathan tropper's idea yeah so i can't i can't take credit for that but i do support it 100 <laughs> percent. we we support it as well <laughs> as do <laughs> That'd we be amazing <laughs> so when you be, when you became this behemoth of bolo i mean did you have uh creative input into how bolo was going to be how he was going to act did you have that creative input or did you get to influence at all yeah great question um you know right off the top when i had my first meeting at hbo with jonathan tropper um shannon lee justin lynn and danielle woodrow the one thing that they and i'll always say this whenever i'm asked a similar question is they literally told me off top hey we don't want you to imitate bolo young the notorious infamous real mm. bolo character um we cast you for you we want rich ting to to bring his to bring his flavor to you know his vibe to the character but at any moment if you want to attribute something to bolo it's an open door so that that was awesome because they were their open book from the start they there was no forced replication or forced um uh um you know they they just they really allowed me to be me and and that's where i just i literally went off into my own creativity and my own my own imagination and my own backstory and you know along the ways you know we got input here and there and uh, it was it was it was one of those really fortunate projects and characters where i just had complete freedom and um i think it definitely fed me way more than if someone were to give me boundaries you know i i like to think of myself as a coachable directable guy so either way whether they wanted to keep me structured or not um i would have definitely obliged but the fact that they kept it so open it just gave me that you know that creative freedom that i think all actors and all artists you know definitely embrace oh 100 i mean you guys did everybody did so well with their own career their, their characters as far as drawing them in and bolo had me had me on edge because I didn't know whether Bolo was going to snap or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm <laughs> yeah, glad I you're on edge. Yeah, I had I had no idea whether he was going to be a bad guy, whether he was going to be trying to take out Assam. I had no idea because he didn't like Assam, or but that that the friction was there. You know what I mean? No, totally. And and then that 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 definitely you know echoes your first question about giving me that freedom and allowing me to kind of create my own quote unquote bolo character. Um, you know, what I wasn't gonna do was to be that sidekick, intimidating looking guy that has one color, one you know that has one that just has that one vibe. You know, that one dimensional character who's just trying to act tough and trying to intimidate. Um, you know, that's what I drew from my personal experience. And also my, my attribute to Bolo Young was to be like, hey, look, everyone knows this real guy from Bloodsport, from Enter the Dragon, from Double Impact and all those other, you know, whether he was with Jean-Claude Van Damme or whoever he was with. And, and, and out, of, out of respect to him, he always played a similar character, which was an awesome character, okay? Right, right. Um, and that's why he's so famous because of, you know, of his image and his stature and his, and his, and his martial arts ability. And um, one thing I was like, okay, if I'm going to attribute this guy, I'm going to make him a full person. I'm going to make him a real person, someone who has feelings, someone who's vulnerable, someone who's maybe intimidating by default, 
not because he wants to be, you know, and, and I was not going to play that typical, I'm mean, I'm tough because, <laughs> you know, from my personal experiences, some of the, some of the scariest dudes I've met throughout my life are some of the nicest people, 100%. you know, and that's what's scary, you know, and, 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 and not to call anyone out, but, you know, we've all experienced, you know, whether, whether we go out here or at this club there, or, you know, we run into situations and usually it's the quiet guy the yeah. guy that's not really um, that you would, you, you would expect something to happen is the guy that could do the most damage, let's say, yeah. you know, and, and I have, I have a lot of personal encounters with those people and, and, and a lot of them are my, are my friends, my colleagues. And I, what I couldn't hide was my physicality because I am who I am. Right. Mm-hmm. So what's more intimidating if I, if they wanted to project me in this way, what to be to be meaner to be more scary you know to be scarier no it's to go opposite right right and it's to actually smile like how trippy is that you know <laughs> and and i always you know what along with these personal references that i have throughout my life these these individuals that i pulled from they're they're very minimal movement if that makes sense you know they're not the guy in your face yeah, yelling here, here, here. They're the guy on the side that hasn't moved. That's just observing. Oh. You know, and I really wanted to nail that in that first scene in, in, in the pilot where Assam is introduced to us. You know, and and I believe, um, I believe the way it was scripted, which which you know, to give credit to the writers, but also to give credit to to the writers and JT to us by saying, hey, if it doesn't feel right, then change it. You know. Yeah. And, and I think, if I may be mistaken, but I recall that as soon as Assam approaches us, Jason, Young June, and myself were supposed to get up and greet him in whatever manner that was. And um, it didn't feel right. And I remember Hoon, Hoon is also in that scene. Yep. And Hoon came over to me and whispered in my ear and he's like, I don't think you get up, dude. And I'm like, I don't think I get up either. And so we're like, let's play with that, you know, because it's also in my fighting style that I wanted to incorporate. And that, you know, that, you know, credit is given or credits deserved with Brett Chan there, who also gave me so much freedom. Yeah. You know, we, we had this, we had this running joke that, you know, when I first met him, he's like, well, what are your thoughts? And I'm like, no, dude, you're the coach. What are your thoughts? He's like, no, what do you want to do? I'm like, bro, I'll do whatever you want me to do. What do you want to do? You know? And we just kept going back and forth because he's such a jerk like that, right? Like, he, 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 he kind of tie me down, you know? But in fact, it's the opposite. He was so open as well, you know? And so it wasn't until, that's why when I get up, that's when, you know, if I can say it, shit gets real. You know it's what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and that's what I wanted to project in that first scene, which is, you know, he's not going to move unless he has to. Oh, I knew right as soon as as soon as Bolo stood up, I was like, "Oh shit, it's it's over." There's going to be a scrap I here. Crack off right there. <laughs> no, like, no, that's that's later. I'm like, no, nah, I think it feels right right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, it was such a it, it was such a great as you you know as the story progressed. Obviously, you know, um, yeah, Assam wasn't really sure how to take you. You know what I mean? It yeah. take Bolo in this in this and. You kind of you did see you did see Bolo humanized. You've seen mm-hmm. him uh, actually. You've seen all the characters humanized. Mm-hmm. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's that was the core of this whole show. Everybody you you were connected instantly, you know. And then talking to everybody, I was connected instantly. Sean was connected. We were yep. just we just loved the flow of the story. The love the flow of how 
how Bolo just had was this quiet beast. He was this quiet animal, this tiger, this dragon, if you will, you know. And I, I I'm just I I was, no, that, that's awesome. To, you know, it's when I hear this kind of feedback from a perfect when someone I don't know, I've, I met you right now, you know what I mean? And, and they hear the, the amount of impact that, you know, my fellow castmates and this whole entire crew, which obviously includes Justin Lin, Jonathan Tropper, you know, and all the writers and all the other producers, you know, credit needs to be given to them because they brought us together. You know what I mean? Not, yeah. I mean, Jason Tobin, who is a real close friend of mine. Um, there's only one Jason Tobin. You know 100%. what I mean? Yep. And so when you when you read Young June on paper, because I remember like even in, you know, throughout the audition process, you know, I would see the reference to Young June here and there. And, and I couldn't get a vibe on him, you know. But I'll tell you one thing, when Jason showed up and we did that first table read and he starts speaking Cantonese and he starts putting in that extra flavor and that extra attitude, I'm like, dude, <laughs> this, this, these words start just flying off the page. You know what yeah. I mean? And then I saw the, I saw the chemistry between young June and Bolo right there. You know yeah. what I mean? They're, they're, they're a complete yin and yang that yeah. have been in harmony way before this Assam guy has arrived. That's you know awesome. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, kind of like, like he rippled the water, didn't he? A hundred percent. And see, and that's, see, that's, that's, I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that Bolo gave a sense of not like i just don't like this guy but hey you know what i'm saying this is like a fraternity you know this hopway is not only a gang it's not only you know it, it's 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 sacred you know and you can't just show up fresh as we as we talk about in you know in in, in in the story you have to be you have to you have to earn that right and yeah his was a little bit expedited which still pissed me off yeah you know i mean yeah. because the backstory with me, which only you get to see a little bit, but the Just backstory that I created, you know, in creating this Bolo character was, no, man, I put in my work. Yeah. You know what I mean? This yeah. didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen in a week. For me, this happened over a long period of time. Not only with the respect with Father June taking me in as his son, with the respect with young June taking me in as a fellow brother, but also the respect from the Long Z side, where Joe Taslam's character, Leong, you never see us really square off. And that's, you know, I, I've mentioned this before in other interviews is that the one fight that is assumed to have happened to us, that is assumed to have gone down yep. is the Long Z dude, which was Leon, and the Hopway dude, which was Bolo. Yep. That why aren't they get, because there's history there, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Something has gone on there, whether, whether it was a draw, whether he won, I won, you know, whatever it was, and, and that's kind of how we enter season one, you know, with yeah. that understanding. So when Assam shows up, people are like, oh, you know, people always joke, you know, I get all these really, really amazing messages and, and they're like, why are you so mean to him? You know, <laughs> it's not that I'm mean to him. I'm just, you know, I'm protecting the house. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and, and that's what I definitely wanted to get across, which is, you know, it, it's, it's, it's loyalty and it's protection and, and it's just love for who, you know, who my family is. Yeah, and I think that came that came out. I mean, crystal clear. I mean, especially awesome. when 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 Father June put him in his place, it's like you will bow. I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit, I, I think I'm gonna stand up and bow right now. Shit, I, he ain't even talking. I wanted to, to pop him there again. You know what I mean? Like, he just, <laughs> I'm telling you, there was a lot of buildup, man. That first oh. episode, I wanted to handle it in the street. I wanted to handle it, you know, when he when he when he bows into father june you know yeah. and then i got to kind of bite my tongue and deal with it for a while but um yeah. 
Yeah, hundred percent, man. I'm, that's so awesome. You know, you guys picked that up because, you know, that we, as a cast off camera, we, we, we discussed these things Yeah. and, and it was cool too, because, you know, that was the first episode and it's the, you know, I'd only met Andrew, I think a few days prior to that, you know? So again, organically, I was, I was learning about, Rich was learning about Andrew and so was Bolo was learning about Assam. So instead of keeping those worlds separate, I, I merged them because why not? It was, it was right there for me to use. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, it, it was it, just like anyone else you work with, you know, it takes time to get to know them. Yeah. You know, that trust has to, you know, uh, th that takes time as well. And I think just organically, our real relationship off camera evolved as the characters evolve on camera, yeah. which, yeah. I, which I didn't plan. You know what I mean? That just happened. That's just one of those cool things that, that goes down. I was so organic too. I mean, you could just see it. I mean, I had no idea you hadn't known these guys that are, I saw them then, you know? Yeah. I, I want to talk about skipping forward, uh, maybe an episode or two. You, you three. So, Young June, Assam, and Bolo walk into a bar. No, this is not a joke. <laughs> you three walk into a bar, and yeah. young, young June and Assam go into the other room while you step back into the big area and proceed to whoop everybody's ass. Yeah. I was like, that was like one of my favorite scenes. That was actually one of my, that was one of my favorite scenes. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, bring up Brett Chan. That, that was, uh, that fight evolved. I'll just leave it at that. Meaning that, you know, I, man, how do I even put this in words? Okay, first off, I love that scene. I love that choreography. I felt it captured so much in such a small space. Um, at the same time, you know, they, I loved, I loved being by myself in a weird way, you yeah. know, and, and taking on eight, nine, whatever it was, of those guys. And uh, Brett was laughing because he was like, hey man, um, we didn't, we didn't draw this fight up to be as, as balanced as it came out. Cause obviously, you know, two guys in one room is going to be more dominant than one guy in another room. <laughs> but as we started filming and, and the magic is what I call it started, starts happening. You know, there was moments that I found literally on the day in the moment while that camera was running that I hadn't found in rehearsal. Wow. You know, that's just one thing that I love. You know, a lot of, some people, they get intimidated, like, oh, how's it going to be? We rehearse in a gym. We have space. Yeah, we, we map it out and we have barriers to kind of, you know, replicate the setting. But I, I, like, I, I like jumping into something, you know, well-versed in me, well-repped, you know, muscle memory all locked in. And then the smell or something, you know what I mean? Getting to me, affecting me, or yeah. this angle of this was a little different than what we had practiced and using it, not, not being like, oh no, like that was different. I, yeah. I, I love just getting in there. And, and there was beats I took, um, like when I slipped that, when I, when I sliced that guy's neck and it kind of sprays at me, Yeah. you know, obviously we weren't rehearsing the actual fluid on me. Right. And so that was, you know, just because of, set dressing and wardrobe you know that's one of those hey don't mess this up man or we got to clean it all up again, right? <laughs> and um i just had this impulse when i sliced him and that thing hit me it made me laugh and so i <laughs> smiled and so it's all coming down and it's in my teeth and i'm smiling and that beat right there i remember brett going oh you know and i was like yeah i was like that's awesome you know let's definitely let that's got it that's got it we got to keep that you know and so Stuff like that was really cool. And I just love taking on all those guys in that small space. 
and yeah. it was fun and, and credit goes out to those guys especially jason the, the the final guy that i i hit on the head and i drive him into the bar um yeah. that, that was all him man that was we I, I my my thing is safety first you know yeah. it's a uh, controlled chaos but um yeah he uh all respect goes to him man he took that hit nice and it, yeah it, it was such a great scene man i mean it was just such a live i i when they came back in i mean jason jason tobin brought this the whole scene was like i was like you know on the edge like holy crap shit what's happening here god damn you know and then all of a sudden jason comes back and he cracks a joke (laughs) and i'm like oh damn this is that was awesome okay that was killer so then Shall we talk about this, Sean? I mean, shall we talk about the end of Bolo? I mean, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Chain. You can. I mean, I'm I'm down for whatever. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I don't I don't think it's the end. Well, I mean, the end of Bolo, but I I'm, end of know, Bolo. Yeah, man. I'm hoping I'm hoping that uh Bolo has a identical brother. A yeah, twin you know, that, that, that uh been floating around for a yeah, while. <laughs> that that comes back uh, when season three starts rolling. Uh, hopefully, quick. here here here. In the you, know, you know what's you know what's Real really kind of crazy about that thing is um, so so it's been brought up you know by by the fans by 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 people like yourselves and in other interviews, and what's really crazy is that I never hinted re- or released anything or vocalized anything about a potential bolo twin however that was something that was circulating among the cast and that thing was originated that idea was originated obviously by jt jonathan tropper so what? i remember during season one one of i can't i can't I, I forget who it was but it was either on one of my live streams or i had this thing called after dark where we, we would go live right after every episode and and someone brought that up one of the fans was like, Hey, I think Bolo has a twin. And I remember, I think I was either with Diane or somebody at the time was here and we, and we kind of looked at each other. We were like, what the hell was that? Like, I, I'm like, I didn't say anything. And then she was like, I didn't say anything. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, and then we kind of checked. I was like, I didn't want to get in trouble. You know what I mean? But, and I was like, no, I swear I've never talked about that. And so it was actually the fans who came up with that notion, which had in fact already been brought up. You know, and so wow. I'm always a little weird when it comes up because, you know, in the potential that that thing does eventually happen, knock on wood, um, that would be epic, man. And I would be on board 100 percent, you know, oh. and, yeah, and I, the, I, the I, only thing that I that I that I kind of refrain from doing is getting into the specifics of what Jonathan Chopper spoke with me privately about regarding that potential character, um, just because, you know, I can't. I can't leave any, I can't, I, you know, that's a spoiler right there. So yeah. yeah. But, the, but the idea that yeah, something yeah. happened, you know, I was just like, it was, it always blows me away. Cause people are like, Hey, what, like, what if, and I'm like, well, we kind of talked about it, man, but you know, I don't, <laughs> don't want to like blow it up too much. You know what I'm saying? So, but that but would just, be great. That would, I mean, I always say I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for Bolo's arc throughout season one. Yeah. Um, you know, more importantly, to you know everyone every and, I, and i'm so thankful for everyone that's like oh we can't believe bolo died we can't believe bolo died like bring him back but you know the overall picture and i think the message that i always leave with is dude this was for bruce man you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like if i had if i had one scene in one episode that would have been enough for me you wow. know what I mean? and yeah. so i sound you know i i, I can't 
I, I have no complaints, no regrets, nothing, because I've, I've thought about this so much. Even when I booked it, it was, and, and even after we finished season one, I was like, did that really happen? That really just had, you know, did that all that just really go down? Because how often does anyone have a chance or opportunity to, to give back or honor their childhood idol for the world to see? You can have your shrine, you can have your, you know, your wall, you know, you can have that poster, you know, you can, you can blog about it, you can story about it. But who gets that chance to really showcase it to the world on the platform that we had with Warrior, you know, and so to me that always just man it's I still don't really believe it to be honest because it's something that you can't really prepare for, you know, because what are you gonna do? It's like, oh, when I grow up, I wanna be an actor and, and give, you know, and praise and give honor and give back to my idol through a television show. It's like, what are you crazy? Like, <laughs> you know, and then to have then to have Shannon Lee and Justin Lin and Jonathan Tropper, you know, a perfect storm come together on this thing yeah. and bring it and then have so much content because it's really, dude, Warrior is not a martial arts action show. It really isn't. Yeah, there's so many layers you know what i mean there's it's it's a it's a historic piece yep. you know it's non-fiction you know we we touch on so many issues that parallel not only 2020 and 2021 that are still going 100 you know but then we shot it in cape town which is you know the the iconic land where our part apartheid was abolished by nelson mandela like come on dude like you can't make this up you know what i mean even yeah. shooting it there at the time we're like what is going on like there's just so much history and 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 my personal goal was always to make sure that you know we could we could give something to the world that wasn't just you know they were kung fu fighting literally you know what i mean it was something that 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 is that is timeless which i believe it is no. and sadly enough it is especially in 2021 as of today no. literally um, but just the overall message that, you know, this is what Bruce Lee's created and this is how he's still living. You know, that, that guy's, that guy is 100% alive. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I, I remember when Sean introduced me to the show, he was like, you're, you're going to want to watch this, man. You're going to want to watch this. And then, and then it was like, oh, okay, I'll go ahead and watch that. He's like, no, 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 you're going to want to watch this. And then more conversations happened. Did you watch it yet? Did you watch it? I'm like, dang it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm so glad he persisted because I was like, oh, yes, I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm caught up in these cult dramas right now. I want to see, I want to see what yeah. happens with the, the Bagwan. I want to see what happens with, with the Heaven's Gate. But he's yeah. like, no, warrior, warrior. And oh my God, I'm so glad I did because I've seen it now. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. I've seen it. So I've seen it twice on HBO Max. <laughs> Since January first, <laughs> and then yeah. on Cinemax, a weekend, right? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's yeah. Don't ask. You to, hey, you guys need to be on our poster. Like, take us <laughs> off, put you guys on, like, because that's dedication right there, man. That's awesome. Oh, and then I watched it like four times on Cinemax. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just yeah, flowed with it, funny. and and then talking with everybody. I think what what I love so much about this platform that we have is the fact that that Sean and I are able to talk to musicians, doctors, um, you know, next week will be a lawyer next week, you know, at, uh, actors, you know, and people who, especially for our favorite TV show, who come in as humans with 
with their own side of the story, with their own side of, of how they took this and how they created and how they ran with it. Mm-hmm. So for us to be fans is, is an honor for us to speak with you. You know, it is a huge oh. honor for us. And I mean, hey, when you guys want to speak to me, you know, I, you know, it, I don't mean to cut you off, but, you know, when people thank me for speaking, it's like, hey, I'm an actor, man. You know what I mean? I, I read the lines. You know, this is what I do. That's that's it. You know, and, and, and I, I know there's a lot of cool things that come with, you know, that come with the job. But at the end of the day, like I, I'm, I'm fans of people, too. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And so yeah. it's it's cool to hear that. I appreciate that. Um but you make me feel uncomfortable, so we can uh, we let's, can let's go past that real quick. Can, yeah. Let's cannonball oh. our asses into the deep water real fast. Yeah. No, that that's awesome though, man. I appreciate that, you know, because you know, and that's another thing, you know, not 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 to go off on a tangent, but when we were out there, because we were kind of isolated from the rest of the world, because we are, you know, we're in Cape Town, South Africa, one of the most majestic, random wonders of the world. Yeah. I mean, that place is insane in a good way. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the cast was already tight and we were already so, you know, there was this huge continuity and family-like vibe already. But when you're isolated in another country like that, halfway around the world, and then you wrap it and you come back and I come back to LA, you know, and no one knows that what's going on yet because we obviously we haven't released anything. And then it comes out later and then you start getting feedback and people are start giving you, you know, love and, 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 and support and, and admiration for doing this thing the way we did it. It was weird, man, because we were just, it was our nine to five. You know what I'm saying? Like we woke up, I was working today. Olivia's working tomorrow. Diane's working today. And we go to work, we do our thing. And it's more like, Hey, where are we going to go eat tonight? You know, yeah. it wasn't like, you know, it was weird because it, it was such an out of body experience. So, you know, to come back to LA, to have it premiere, to have it go into season two and now HBO Max. And, and now, now to see that it's finally reaching those demographics that we had wished it had reached, you know, on season one, dude, it's, it's mind blowing. You know, I mean, just this week, because like, like you're a perfect example. It came out last Friday on HBO Max. Yep. In the last four or five days, I mean, I died in season one. Like I'm a has-been dude, Bolo's done. You know what I mean? It's about season two. It just finale like a couple months ago. Yeah. And, and people are like reaching out like crazy again as if it just premiered for the first time. And, and, and you know, I, I, I love it, you know what I mean? Because, you know, that was, that was the goal. But yeah. it's it just, it's crazy because, um, you know, I'm here talking to you in 2021 now yeah. about a character that, was debuted in 2018 or 2019 right right and and, it, and it's still so fresh like you just said you watched it twice in less than a week like that that's awesome man like <laughs> that's what it's about dude like, like real real talk that's what it's about we just you know we do we always recommend it to people i mean you know i got people now some of my friends across the united states saying uh well based on a recommendation like today our friend jody was like you know hey uh in texas i'm gonna watch warrior because adam talks about it. he won't shut his mouth about it well guess Great. what that's how you spread the word people get hyped on on the the shows or the things that you're excited about warriors that thing for me you know what i mean that's awesome and, and when it came when when it came to my attention when sean brought it to me it was already iconic and I just stepped into the, just open the doors just to peek in to see what this was like. And it was legendary from the get-go. 
I mean, the first the open from the opening scene to to the <laughs> the moment where Bolo just Bolo was sabotaged. <laughs> I, hey. I, Tell I got bullshit. I got bullshit. <laughs> Tell, me Tell me about it. God damn it. Bola was set up. He was set. Well, maybe he wasn't set up exactly, but he was sabotaged. God damn it. <laughs> I should have I should have stuck that knife in in in, in Diane and, and Mailing. Real quick, just yeah. hit, choked her up. I, I, I think I think you would have saved a lot of people a lot of trouble for you to do. <laughs> no, that. I think I would have, man. You know. Oh, but you know I, what? I joke about it, but it's so it's so true. She stabbed me in the back and Damn it. You know, every time I see her in the room, I'm like, yeah, you stabbed me in the back, man. <laughs> you sent me home early, you know? Damn. Well, but, yeah. Hey, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you know, it, 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 even that is kind of funny, right? You know, the sister, <laughs> the sister stabbed me in the back. Come on, dude. You know what I'm talking about? Like, exactly, man. I mean, I had to even laugh about that when it went down. You know what I mean? Oh, man, that was just hilarious. I mean, that wasn't hilarious, but it was. We get it. We yeah, get it. yeah. So, Warrior. I always, remind, I always remind Andrew. I'm like, you didn't beat me, bro. <laughs> like, remember, like, people always think, like, oh, yeah, he died in the Assam fight. I'm like, yeah, but he didn't kill me. Exactly. Me? Right, right. So, mm -hmm. you know, just... I, I'll, I'll, I'll take it from that. Yeah, yeah I, I give her credit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I go out like a man on that one, no yeah. doubt. Well, you're gonna have to now. <laughs> <laughs> so you you played the, uh, iconic, okay? I you know iconic Bolo, but you're also in what was the Mark you the Mark Wahlberg um, movie Lone Survivor? Oh, Lone Survivor, yes. Yeah. Ah, little uh, little uh, little. You know, we see Mr. Rich in there, and then you also yeah, that was, you, yeah, that was great, man. Yeah, it's see, so we've seen you in there. Um, also, you you did you play a, a a big role in in uh was it Salt? Oh, I mean, okay. Here's the thing: the answer is no. It was not a big role, but was that role big to me? One hundred percent, because it was with Miss Angelina Jolie. So that was really early in my career. Yeah, yeah. That, that was. I'll never forget that. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. I mean, yeah, I can't also, like uh, we, we have a special guest here as well. Wow, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, these I'm telling you, this is why I love this this show because I mean, we, we get sure we get one guy, but we get more people, and today, every, every everybody wants to come on. <laughs> it is yes! awesome, dude. We'd love it, Miss Olivia Chang. How are you, ma'am? Hey, I'm good. I was just gonna go get my mic to, to, to plug in. Okay. I saw you guys all have some good mics. I'll be, I'll be right back. <laughs> so, what do you got? What's what's next for Mister Mister Rich Ting? Because um, we find ourselves invested in everybody that goes off. I mean, Jason. We we, we I love Jason because the way he is. I mean, he caught me with Young June. You know, Andrew Koji, um, Perry Young. I love Perry Young, man. He's such a he's such a great individual. You know, what I mean, great dude, great human. You know, the, the thing I that that really caught me off guard with this cast is people fell in love with our characters, which is obviously the goal. 100%. If they knew each one of us off camera, it would be probably 10 times the impact. Wow. You got a guy, you, you, brought, you brought him up, Perry Young, right? Yeah. So I know Perry from the Nick, right? I'm a fan of the Nick, so... 
Um, he shows up, you know, clean shaven, right? He's like, what's up, man? I was, you know, I'm from Oakland. And I'm like, I went to high school in the Bay. He's like, no way. That's what's up. I'm like, and I'd say this to his face. I'm like, bro, how old are you, man? Cause you have the soul of like a 20 year old right now, you know? And he's got his bandana on and his cut off shirt. And then he like whips out this flute. And I'm like, what in the hell is that thing? He's like, it's a, it's a what is it? A shakuhachi. He's like, it's a shakuhachi. It's Japanese. I trained in Japan. They don't, I'm like, but you're Chinese. He's like, exactly. And he starts breaking that down and, and, and we're vibing. And I'm like, this dude's an OG, you know, like hundred percent, he's an OG. <laughs> and then he gets put in his wardrobe. And the first time we worked together is that scene in the first episode where Assam gets brought to him. Yeah. And he's got his eye in and he's oh, sitting dang. there and I'm in character and he starts talking to him. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's amazing. See, that's what draws us, draws everybody in. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's it's such, it's such a cool experience. I mean, I mean, I'll say it right now, but like you talk about, you talk about OGs, oh, then we got Henry, right? Henry. I mean, you know, the joke is I one day I was like, how old is Henry? And then someone's like, he's 99. And I was like, I thought he was 99, man. He looks good for 99, right? And then I, I, I'm talking to him, you know, and I, the first time I, I think I've told this to a lot of the cast members were the first time I met Henry, I actually met them to get him and Perry together. We had like a cast dinner. And just by my nature of seeing an older Asian man, you know, I, I'm fourth generation Asian American, but there's still that culture of respect, right? And it's not so much that I wanted to bow to him, but I wanted to speak softer to him, right? In yeah. sign of respect, that's it. It was just 100% respect. And I remember I went over and I'm like, how you doing? I'm, I'm rich. And he's like, what's up, Rich? And I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, I remember just looking at him being like, not much, man. I just flew in a little tired, but uh, nice to meet you. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, where are you from? He's like, man, I'm from Brooklyn. And I'm like, <laughs> okay you know and it was just so odd and i was like wait a minute aren't you like long z like oh like, okay okay no, that's his character i'm like what am i doing right now i'm like a fan you know what i mean because i've seen him in other stuff and then he's like yeah i'm from brooklyn man you know grew up born and raised and he starts breaking it down and i'm like this is trippy you know oh, just because you know you started this man you brought up perry perry i mean <laughs> he would come into my trailer and just start playing his flute and it's so mesmerizing, dude. Like, yeah, I love I that mean, sound. I do yoga and all that, but he starts playing it. You just, you just start, you just shut up and you just start listening. And I mean, I'll live, live, vouch for this. Like his, his sound, man, it puts you in, it puts you in a, in a trance in a weird way. Yeah. We had a warrior band camp a lot. And I'm looking around right now because I'm like, where did my shakuhachi go? Because a few of us, walked away with our own shakuhachis and I've got these videos and we look like such dorks like I just you know like 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 we're all in the stunt tent and we're all like you know like trying to play these shakuhachis that that, that Perry would bring around for us and I called it like warrior band camp you know <laughs> and, and it was like fun because Perry was in second season he was my next door neighbor we could his building was across a parkade from mine. So I hung out with him so much. You know, we he's such a good guy. We 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 became super close still, you know, we also keep in touch. Um, but yeah, I, I'm 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 having so much fun listening to 
Rich tell these stories because it's just like bringing a smile to my face. Yeah, we we were yeah, I, we were so drawn I, I told in. Perry, man, I was like, I can't even make that sound when you blow like on a Coke bottle or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's like, no, try. I'm like, I'm not gonna try. Like, you know, you respect me already. I'm not gonna lose that. You know, and <laughs> I'm just telling you, if you could see this guy, you know, and and this is all out of love, man. Like, I'm not I'm not even capping on them at all. This is all love. Like, when you when you see Father June on camera, and then you see Perry roll in with like cut off cargo shorts, slippers, you know, a, a muscle t-shirt and a purple bandana with his flute. And then he has four bamboo sticks that he's like, look what I found. He's like, I'm about to carve these guys up. And I'm like, who are you, dude? Like, what is going on? You know, like literally he, he- Well, we thought that about you too, Rich. Uh oh, sure. oh, oh. oh we got to flip it, right? The first day Rich walks up to our table read, right? Like designer, everything. This good looking big dude, like sunglasses. I think he had like a beanie, all black, you know, rolls up. And like we were all introduced to the magnificence of Rich Ting. And okay, okay, I'm going to interject. <laughs> Wait, wait. Are you done? Are you done? That's a great description, by the way. We got to hear like, more. Remember? Do you remember the first day you had like, I think you had like some nice jewelry on and, and, and like, you know, and as we got to know you, it's like you also had like the tiniest little dog, you know, and like yeah, the, yeah. And you the know what, dog you know carrier case. Yes. Hoon just emailed me. Hoon just emailed me like a few days ago and he brought this same damn story up. And I don't know what the hell <laughs> is with this. Cause he, he made like a reference. He, was like, he made a reference. He was like, yeah, like the first time we all saw you, remember that? Ha ha. And I'm like, ha ha, what? Like, I, okay, here's the, here's the truth. I'm gonna set the record. I've never talked about this. So this is cool. Cause I like talking about stuff I haven't talked about. So I fly into Cape Town and I don't, and I need to set the, I need to set the record share with the, with the details. So you understand what's going on. <laughs> I was the only actor coming out of LA. Okay. I flew from LA to Istanbul. That flight was like 13 hours. I have a nine hour layover in Istanbul. And then I get on an 11 hour flight from Istanbul down to Cape town. Oh, so you man. do the math. That's 30 something hours plus of traveling. I get picked up at the airport and they say, hey, we need to go straight to the table read because you're the last guy to arrive. <laughs> I am i don't know what time zone I'm on, okay? So to, to, so to negate the whole, he was in designer, I don't, why would I be even dressed in that way if I'm coming straight from a 30 something hour flight, okay? Yeah, I, I might've been wearing black, but it was called, it was like sweats and a jacket because I was on a flight for- Or May sweats and a jacket, man. But, and so I get- I, I've never seen you in nothing that's not gourmet. Okay? I, that's not, that's I not a bad thing. It's and we go straight to the studio. We go straight to the studio. And the studio is like an hour away from the airport. And I walk into the where, you know, to the to the sound stage, and everyone is, you know, they got all the seats, they got the tables, all the producers, all the right, every the everyone's there but me. So of course, and it's in a dark setting because it's in a sound stage. So when that door opens, it's like the light of God is coming in, right? And I happen to be late, which wasn't my fault. So I walk in and I find my seat and I sit down and I'm just like, okay, that was awkward. Like, let's continue, you know? And Jason's speaking Chinese and I'm like, Jesus, we're speaking Chinese already? I said, I thought this thing was in English, you know? And I'm just like all over the place. But for some reason, this entrance 
<laughs> I've painted the pit like me to all my castmates as like, oh, <laughs> this guy. And I'm like, you know, in 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 Miss Olivia's defense, I have seen your Instagram, sir. Okay. Designer. <laughs> she is right. Miss Miss Olivia. You are correct. <laughs> and, and and it's fun for us to 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 to, to bug you about it, Rich, because it's like Rich is like the nicest guy. You know, I tried to cast Rich in my first short last yeah, year. I was cast. You did cast you, me. Yes, you were yes, cast, yes. but then you cast. had the movie in New York, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I think that's what was so nice because Brett literally just texted 15 minutes ago. I just saw it and he said this was going on if anyone wants to jump in. Yeah. Rich is on. I was like, I haven't talked to Rich in forever. I'm like, this oh. is perfect. I'm not doing anything. Let me jump on. Hell yes. Thank you. Well, I, much I, appreciate it. I appreciate it, guys. And um, yeah, I'm just, hey, uh, fashion's a hobby of mine. That's all. I'm just going to leave it at that. Not, nothing wrong with that? Nothing yeah. wrong with that. I mean, people look at like People like to give me a hard time and, and I'm not <laughs> about it. I uh, wish okay. I had half the hair you had. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Be beautiful. How do you sound like Brett? <laughs> well, well, I got a little bit more hair than Brett. Brett. That's a Brett Chan comment. Yeah, from that's day a Brett one. Chan comment. From day one. Love you, Brett. Yeah, Hope, hopefully, he comes in here so he can speak for himself. Uh, let's hope he <laughs> no, does. And he's going to say it again. There's, you know, this, this is why this is cool because everyone, like, we're, dude, everyone already knows everyone. You know what I mean? So, whether I see something something about this person that person like they've already heard it you know just like olivia she brought up you know the rich tank which who just brought up the other day which i'm like all right get over it man i was thinking like in 2017 right it's like we're, we're all gonna have things that people are like hey remember the time you you know yeah yeah no doubt, no doubt. still talking yeah. about that no but know? see that's what's cool and that's the important thing because there's other shows and other casts and i'm sure Liv can echo this where I don't want to talk about any of those people, you know? <laughs> and I don't want to talk about that person because I, I forgot about him until you brought him up or brought her up, right? And, and the Warrior cast was so special. And, and I say it, and you know, I don't want to offend any of my other shows or any of my other casts I've been a part of, but there'll never be another cast like Warrior. Never Not will be. Never. Absolutely. I, 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 think, I think that is one of the, the big things that makes Warrior, like, so special of a show there's there's been nothing like it uh you know i i've said this every time we podcast with a warrior cast member you know there, this is there's a show there, there's not a show like warrior that i remember in my lifetime I, I mean i'm only 36 years old i think i don't know but it's it's something that's so special and you guys just being able to have you guys on you, you can tell there's such a bond that that makes it so special and we we very much appreciate that as fans appreciate that hearing that from you yeah so let's get into something real quick well that, it's it's gonna be two seasons worth of together <laughs> <laughs> we already were there dude we but, go. Okay, go ahead our toy from the get-go was like this magical <laughs> being that just floated throughout the whole the whole show and you were in love with her from the first time you seen her until the very end Thank you. What? What? Uh, Ask Rich this same question. Did you get the ability to mold and influence your character? I think so. Um, yeah, I think so because you know, even between season one and season two, I think 
the writers, now that they knew who they were writing for, I, I think they had the opportunity to write to our strengths. You know, I think they had the opportunity to, um, you know, take our, 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 our input because Jonathan Tropper would constantly say uh, in emails that, hey, he'd be like, you know, I'm a white Jew from the Bronx, so I need your guys' Asian sensitivity. I need your guys' input. Please don't be shy about talking to me. So, um, you know, I, you know I, I, I would talk to him. And uh, true to his word, he, um, so, you know, he wouldn't say yes to everything I proposed, but he would listen. Um, and I think, you know, I, it's hard for me to say because in some ways I think I'm sure my input molded Atoy. And at the same time, I feel like the parameters of Atoy were so specific that I had to learn how to mold to within her parameters because stillness was such a big thing with Atoy. And I had a really hard time trusting that I was enough in that stillness. And I remember there were times where, you know, especially when you're playing next to like Young June and, you know, all these other great characters, like I would wanna, I feel like I would almost like wanna be one of the boys too. And I would wanna like put some extra sauce on what I was doing. And, um, you know, it, 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 it would come off as a little pushed for Atoy. So, you know, JT and I would, JT would actually sometimes call from like New York where it was like 3 a.m. in the morning for him and he'd be like, take it back, take it back, you know? Um, so in some ways, I think Atoy was so specific that I had to learn to like mold to her. Yeah. If you hey, Brett, what's up? Brett, you're muted, buddy. <laughs> we, we're, we were just talking about you. Oh, yeah. Good, good, good ways. I don't know what you said, but that was a dirty look. That was a dirty look. look. That dog behind him. Yeah, look behind you. This is perfect, Brett. The, the cuteness and the and the and the lethalness all represented in one visual image. All in one shot. There he is. Oh, he unmuted and muted back. Oh, there he is. There he is. <laughs> Mr. Brett Chan, sir. How are Hi, guys. You? Hi, Liv. Long time. What's up? What's up, gorgeous? What's up, Richie Ting? What's up, Brett? Look at that perfect freaking hair. I <laughs> Where, where's your what hair at, Brett? What do we say? Yep, yep. <laughs> it's got great I hair. You. I hate you, Rich. That hair, that body, that yeah. million dollar yeah. smile. You. <laughs> you know, he can speak like six. He taught himself to speak Korean. He, wow. has, he has an MBA in law. He was going pro football. He's, yep. he's an established actor. What the hell, man? What's wrong with you? What? Where were? Where was I when God was hanging out all the, all the freaking <laughs> attributes? See, this, 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 this is Brett. See, in the gym, Brett. I've never heard a compliment in the gym, and then it's when we get in front of people like like you guys, where he just starts flooding it, and he's just like he's this. Yeah, because Rich, if I give you compliments in the gym, then you'll slack <laughs> off, right? <laughs> Of course. Like, no, I got this. I got this. I, I can chill out. So, no, no. Hey, I got to make you work harder. Like when Liv comes, it Liv works. comes to work. It works. I, I, I got to tell them, Liv, relax. She doesn't want to. She just wants to keep going over the sword and kicking everyone's ass. But <laughs> once you trusted me, you knew that. The, yeah. the, the first time we, we knew, you were, you, were, you, were, you were hard on me too, which I appreciate to a degree because then you're treating me the same as the guys. <laughs> so. <clears throat> well, I think that's the that's the issue because you know something I'm laughing here and I don't know if if you know 
you can only see Liv when Liv's talking, but I don't want people to get the wrong idea when I'm laughing off camera while she's talking about <laughs> her, 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 uh, her character, because when she goes, I wish I, I just wanted to be one of the guys. I mean, that's, that's, that's Liv. You know what I mean? That's Liv off camera. She's, she's one of the guys, like we were like a family, you know, we're siblings. And, and then I think, I, I don't know if she remembers this, but I remember when we had a, like a pre-screening of the, of the pilot in Cape town. And, um, Initially, I didn't have any scenes with Atoy, and I just knew Liv as Liv, you know, back at where we were staying, when we were going out to eat, when we were training, and she's exactly the same person who you guys are talking to right now. But then I see her on camera, and she's with, she's with Andrew, and she's like, this isn't China. This is Chinatown. And I'm like, what? What the hell is that? And I felt weird. I was like, you know, like, okay, I see it. And I told her, I was like, damn, I'm like, you're so still that it's like, it's so sexy, like, but it's awkward being, it's like, what is going on? You know what I mean? And, and that balcony scene between her and Andrew was, I, I love it. I mean, they had so many scenes together, but that initial, that initial scene out there where she's breaking it down. That this, I, I told her, I told her then, I was like, dude, the stillness was, was awesome, you know? And, and because, you. you know, it's like anything else. When, when someone whispers, people listen more, yep. you know what I mean? And, and she was, uh, she was captivating to say the least. I told you that. Man. She's like swinging a sword around. And I'm, I'm literally like, what is she doing with the sword? Like, what's this choreo with the sword? Like, what does she do? And then she ends up slicing dudes in the end, which I had no idea she was going to do that. You know, but that, that's my image of live of just training, laughing, hanging out. And then Atoy is literally somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my well. first time meeting Liv was a Marco Polo. And I was, we had this huge tent, huge tent. Um, in season two, uh, well, season, in season one, this huge tent in the lot. And this girl comes running along on a bicycle. And I didn't know it was Liv at the time. She ran on a bicycle, she stops off. She's looking at me, hey, what are you guys doing? What, what's going on? And that's exactly what she's doing. She's still on her bike and she's like, what, what's happening over there? Hey guys, hey. And then she goes, oh yeah, I'm Olivia. Oh, Olivia, oh, come on in. You want? And so we, had, we had this drill that we do um, where like most people did not want to do it, but it was like, I want to do it. I want to do it. I know the drill. <laughs> basically, I know, I know where this is going. We hold a pad for you in front of you. And basically I take a belt to put around your waist and I get you to, to hammer fist this pad and just constantly reach. But my job was to hold you back just enough. And the other guy's job was just to bring about just enough so you had to actually really lunge. And Liv did uh, three, three times or four. I got the video, yeah. Yeah, I got the video, <laughs> three times or four, where most of the stunt guys were only doing two. Oh, yes, that a girl. And this is the one where then Woon thinks, okay, it's not hard enough because it was the two stunt girls both holding me. So Woon gets in there, and because I'm leaning forward so hard against the two stunt girls holding me back with the elastic, suddenly Woon, like this huge Korean guy, also like semi-pro football player, takes the elastics from both of them. I don't know that, <laughs> and he takes them and because he he yanks backwards and because i'm leaned so forward all of a sudden i'm just yanked and i just feel the skin on the bottom of my feet tear but she still kept going and she finished it with the, the her skin on the bottom of her toes like torn off so it was uh, like, I was like oh shit her skin i was like oh shit but she's like yeah, yeah it's good it's good it's good yeah 
I don't remember so, that exact thing, but that sounds about right. Like, no, hey, it is. I, I yeah, wasn't even that's 100%. Weird, right. random. So you guys just thought, like, I'm like some weird, random, like, PA. We just, we, 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 like I said, we watch the, we watch the hell out of Warrior. And, and Brett, every time we watch it, we find something new. We find something new, whether it be, you know, like the, like the scene, my favorite scene, 100% now after watching, you know, in, in a week, I've watched Warrior twice season one season two all the way to the end uh my favorite scene by by far in season one is bolo when he just goes in with with uh young june and assam and whoops that bar's ass okay episode six episode six yes and, and casino was that the phone high casino yeah 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 and the I just we just find so many different new things with with your guys, your stunt guys, you 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 know, and with with the actors and every their their movements. Um, with Olivia, it was the swords. I didn't realize it was a dance. I didn't realize it was a dance. She got in there. She just whooped ass, and it was this elegant, graceful dance. You know, and I don't think people understood what I was saying. It's like, no, you, you're just missing it. It's not just her slicing people's heads off. She's moving. She's dancing. Yeah. Lewin. Oh, thank you. One of my favorite moments with with uh, Bolo is when he uh, uh, when he uh, when us uh, he first mess, meets Assam, and and uh, Assam says like, hey, you and he's got the smoke in his mouth. And he gets up and throws the smoke out. What the fuck did you say? And he moves right <laughs> in like that. That was cool. That was a good moment. My other moment, favorite. And I told Liv this is when she was sitting there. She first meets Diane in season two. And, you know, Diane says, you know me. And she goes, oh, but you don't say hi to me. And she's just like, her little expressions, like her stillness, like we're talking about, Rich, what you're talking about, her little stillness, because she turned around to her at first and, and Diane calls her and you see her face here. And she's just like, oh, fuck, you know, kind of thing. And she turned around and she's, uh, it was the, that, that moment was awesome. I called, I called Olivia right away. I said, dude, this scene is epic. Like, yeah. holy crap, yeah. That scene seemed to resonate with a lot of people. That's a scene that a lot of people bring up. This well, it's the first time you guys are both together. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it was people, all the they, little... Yeah, they forgot. You know what I mean? They were like, because yeah. you guys all exist, but you guys never intersect. Yeah. yeah that was dope. I love that. That yeah, was iconic. It was a fun scene to play because, yeah, it was, it was all those little moments in between and, and, and playing the subtext enough for the audience to understand that I don't like this situation, but here's a smile, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just never knew what was going to happen. I, I thought for sure there was going to be a scrap. <laughs> I thought they for sure. To, believe me, Diane and, and Liv want to fight more. Uh, I really wanted to be in the riot scene. Oh, I was, but, I was sad I couldn't be in the riot team, but then. Oh, you but know, you were. I and it was, the, and it was so, uh, it was so heartbreaking that you were in the riot scene but you were just you just got done with your own war you yeah. know what i mean i mean that that battle right there i mean i i'm gonna speak for everybody at my house but it took a lot of breaths away you know what i mean there was a lot of heart stopping moments in that and just like oh shit what is happening here you know and you're just like you're we're, we're so invested at this point in in warrior we were so invested anyway you know doesn't matter how many times we've seen it I'm not gonna lie. Uh, we we were still so invested with all the characters and everybody, and it was just 
it was horrifying to see you laying on that bed you know what i mean and it just it sucked you know it's so interesting for me to hear that because and, and rich i don't know if this was your experience but because we've seen the scripts we would visit each other on set so we would see these sequences being filmed you know the the we would see how things were done we would see the, the technical aspects so it's really hard for me to watch a show like watch our show and gauge what the audience reaction will be because it, there's no surprise for me or so yeah totally. it's 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 really interesting to hear how um you know that people thought that this actually might have been the scene where you know we lose a toy type thing and and, and that and that and that and that it it affected people um so yeah thank you it's 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 good to know and and i was proud that the you know like the prosthetics they put on me after the beating it was pretty grotesque but the hair and makeup team did they, amazing they, 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 yeah, yeah. holy crap yes you know yeah. like every day when they were doing the fittings i would look at these pictures and i mean they were awful awful photos like yeah. their lip bitten off it was but you know they wanted that and i was happy because i was like she just took a huge beating and i don't want her to have that like pretty bruise that highlights like her cheekbone you know yeah. but they like went and, and messed it up and i was like i think that's important because i it, i mean it was it was horrible to see but i'm glad warrior showed that you know the, the the women were not spared um physical violence either yeah exactly Absolutely. i mean the big thing here was like you know from from the get-go from from the opening scene to the very very end of it was the fact that brett made this whole brought everybody together and made it very believable i mean brett told me early on when our first very first conversation was like these guys did work these guys put in work and from from the stunt coordination to whatever movements you guys are doing on the camera and then to have the whole story flow together and to just to draw you in it's just 100 amazing i mean <clears throat> if people need to people need to see this more you know it's all them i mean you know before we start choreographing we start talking to actors and see where they want to be at that mindset and all that time and so well <laughs> give that answer too <clears throat> the um rich you guys missed out on season one the story of the yellow demon <clears throat> yellow demon he had, he had awesome fight <clears throat> in the pit uh but the director for some reason was just really resistant to letting rich go because we were double banking so we're shooting him that same day he just and he wouldn't let him go and it's like so by the time that rich got there you know we had what 45 minutes to shoot that yeah like and see that's something that and since brett is here if brett wasn't here i'd say this you know and, and, the, and the, th the reality was is we were shooting two episodes that day back to back but on a personal level you know i had treated that pit fight as a real fight in my head you know um, from the very first meeting at hbo which was like in August or September prior to shooting the pilot of 2017. So basically on a timeline from September, 2017 to when we shot episode four, that pit scene was probably like in February or March. So for those six months, people had told me, and when I say people, I'm talking about Justin Lin, I'm talking about Shannon Lee, I'm talking about Danielle, I'm talking about JT. They're like, Hey, you're going to have this epic pit fight in episode four. So I had prepped this mentally, physically, I knew I was going to be, you know, shirtless. I knew I had to portray the yellow demon. 
So I had prepped it as if I was, it was a fight. Like as far as cutting the weight, getting as, as, as dried out as I could and then showing up and still, you know, it wasn't like, okay, we got to get you all chiseled up and leaned out and, and, and then we're going to do a photo shoot. No, now, then now we got to film the damn fight. So it's not like I had to, I had to go then. It like, and that's why I say it was like a real fight for me. And so even that morning, you know, we're up 6 a.m. We're on set, ready to go. We're shooting this other scene for another episode. And I'm going through fatigueness already because I, I just, of just all the stress and all the anxiety leading up to that fight. Meanwhile, Brett and his stunt team had already been in this water pit since like 9 a.m. Okay. By the time I got to the pit, they had already been in the water for six hours oh, waiting man. for me to show up. Wow. So they shot different angles of my opponent to save time. So when I got there, dudes were freezing. I mean, it's hot. It was in Cape Town, right? And it's, it's hot, but dudes are freezing. Cause when you, you're in that water so long, you know, guys are wet, you know, people. And I'm like, I look at Brett and, I'm, and Brett's just, I mean, he, did, he knew it wasn't my fault. And I just was so mentally, I was ready. I'm like, let's go. And he's like, all right, man, we're not going to be able, I'm like, let's just start. Let's just go. I'm like, roll the damn camera and let's just go. And he's like, we only got 45 minutes. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> and I remember like, he was like, let's go. They smoke it out. I come in and there's a lot of things that actually got cut in the final edit that we ended up shooting. And I remember we get through the whole thing and it's literally, like he said, 45 minutes. And we're talking every take, every angle, resetting, you know, everything 45 I and mean, we were supposed to be given a half day to shoot that pit fight wow okay so yeah they were there since the morning but i just got there so then and then we had to deal with the sun factor because the sun was going down so as far as matching that continuity and all that all that crazy aesthetic and environmental stuff um that was another pain in the ass you know and so i remember after that we get it and he's like we got it and i go back i shower I head back and we meet up that night and Brett just gives me a hug. And he's like, we got it. How do you feel? And I'm like, bro, I don't even remember what just happened, but as long as you're happy, I just kept telling him, as long as you're happy and you're good, he's like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. We got it, we got it, you know? And yeah. it, was, it was frustrating because there was so much buildup to that whole yellow demon fight because that episode four was finally Bolo's quote unquote episode, right? Yeah, and, and, and that fight too was so epic because, I mean, you talk about Perry again, Perry's like, oh my God, this fight is going to be so crazy because it's like a, it's like a prehistoric fight, you know, in, in the wardrobe, in the setting, the water pit, like it's just going to be one of those memorable fights forever. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm so glad we get a half day when in reality it's called 45 minutes, which is I mean, to shoot a fight in 45 minutes, that's crazy. I mean, a lot oh, of people, they don't understand. Big fight too. Yeah, I mean, oh. and then just to give us justice because we had worked on that, you know, for, for a long time, you know? So, but that's also why we were able to nail it in 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Because through, through the preparation with Brett and his, and his team, I, I wasn't going to let that thing fail. You know, you could have gave me 10 minutes, one take, and I would have nailed it because it wasn't really about me. It was about, I got to represent for these guys because even though people give me credit because I'm the guy doing it, like I, I didn't, I didn't create that fight. I didn't make that up. Yeah, but it was you though, and that's the thing though. See, that's when to live and you and code your joke. 
even though like whatever we choreograph what we do, but it's you guys doing it. It's your performance. It's not really, you know what I mean? Like when you're sitting there, that was my thing. I felt bad because you had so much emotional content in that moment, in that fight, because it was a buildup of why you became the yellow demon, whether you liked it or not. And same thing with Liv, when she had that moment, she's getting the shit kicked out of her. And shouldn't she fight back a little bit more? But it's you guys doing that. And that's what I tell everyone. Yeah, the choreographs, choreograph, fight's a fight. Really, anyone can do that fight, but the fight's a fight. You can watch a fight, but if, if you don't have that emotional content, you don't have that story-driven moment, that fight is just gonna be boring. So yeah, the fight's kind of cool and it's, we shot it really nice, but the performance all comes from you guys. So that's what I'm thankful for because I mean, I've been in some shows where it's just like, ah, you know, people just don't want to do the work or they don't want to do this, but you guys, ah, you guys, you guys brought it. And the best thing about that fight though, is that uh, we were doing the first take with Rich. He gets in the water. He's like, whoo, it's cold. And I know we took his take and we're camera, because counter clocks him, he comes up and he gets, he gets hit when he comes up and we see it, it's the, it's the Rich Ting trademark. His pecs go boom, 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 boom. And I got, <laughs> like, he did it. That's what pissed me off because that may have been a trademark, but see, that's, that's the moment I was like, okay, this is my tribute to Bolo, you know, fucking awesome Bolo tribute. And I I, I have behind the scenes footage of that because um, I I was like this, Hey, I don't know how, you know, cause that's one thing I've, I've had the privilege of working in so many different choreographed martial art fights and combat situations in my career. So I know how the edit works, so to speak. You know, and, and sometimes it works for you. Sometimes it works against you. So my point to all this is I was like, I'm going to flex my damn pecs as many times as I can at every angle. So we get one. In that was the- awesome, man. And guess what? We didn't get one. I have this behind the scenes things where I think it's Diane. I, I think I don't know if Liv was there and Langley was there. And they, were, and they were counting it. That's how many times I was flexing. Like I spent more time thinking about flexing my, my chest than I actually did about the fight because that was my special honor to Bolo, to Bolo Young. Nice. Yeah, well you damn cut. We, we got it a bunch That's all, I mean, screw the fact I got killed, okay? Screw that. <laughs> <laughs> give me a peck flex, just give me one, dude. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the behind the scenes joke, but, but I mean, it, it, it starts with Brett. And like I said, before you got on, Brett, I, I, was, I, I, was, I wasn't joking. I was telling the truth. Our first encounter was, hey, how you doing? Like, okay, so what are your thoughts about Bolo's fighting style? And I'm like, I'll do whatever you want me to do. No, no, no what do you want to do? Oh, I don't care. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? And I was like, dude, and I was like, this guy's annoying. Like, he just gonna just tell me <laughs> he's the coach. He's the choreographer. Just tell me what to do. And he's like, no, 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 man. Like, I want to hear your thoughts. And it's like, and then finally he gave in a little. And he's like, let's, I wanted to focus a little bit on the Hungar Gong Fu style, right? Which basically is, you know, minimum, minimum movement with maximum impact. And I was like, done. See you tomorrow. You know, and that was it. I mean, and that and the rest is history. You know, but like I said, well, I, was I, I said, I said, Bolo's, he's the fucking man. So it's a hung guard. But every time you were to grab something or grabs or part of his body or, or contact, it'd be almost like Bolo's breaking something. So you never really wanted to get in contact with him. You want to always dodge him. You don't want to tap because every time he hits you, it just fucking hurt. Really? So, and then, and then he hits you and then it hurt and he grabs you and he breaks something. So that was the idea. And so I rich did it perfectly. He really oh. portrayed that. Yeah, it was amazing. That was a great performance. I just like, you know, I, I'm I was I was pissed 
<laughs> he was gone. <laughs> you know, his death was, you know, really untimely. It came as a shock. My heart stopped. I'm not even going to lie. I I stuck myself with electric cords, brought myself back to life. We did try to pitch the return of Bolo's twin. We did. We did try to pitch that Bolo has a twin, and we thought it'd be funny if Bolo's twin came and joined the world and, like, was a terrible fighter. Oh. Just something to make. Really yeah, which Brett would have definitely did an excellent job of choreography. <laughs> choreography. I'd be like, "Hey, Brett, now, now, really show me what you got," and then that's yeah. what it, that's what it yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, I, I just we we were so it's so vested in, in in everything from the get go. I mean, everything was believable because of because of the way everybody brought their A game. You know, this is a, a legendary story. Uh, actors just brought a games that i've never seen before i've never seen this kind of chemistry in any other show the i've seen i've, I've seen plenty you know i'm a huge marvel fan i i'm sorry mr brett chan but to, but i, I never, like marvel i just didn't like that one little aspect of my career but hey before we go anywhere i have to actually get going but i want to come and say hi to rich because i haven't seen him in a long time uh i've seen uh, the lovely olivia yesterday at dinner and uh, I just want to say, this has been the pinnacle of my career. I mean, I've been for 26 years. So this show, these people, yeah. yeah, nothing but love and respect. Like, I love you guys. Uh, never, never. So uh, I want your hair, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I know this, Brett. It's, it's, it's a lot of upkeep. It's a lot of time and effort. And I'll do it. Rich. <laughs> I didn't have to deal with it. So, <laughs> it's, hey, it's not greener on this one. It's definitely not greener on the other side. Okay. Okay. And both Anyways, of you live, are you guys? You guys are both in Vancouver right now, right? Or are all you guys yeah. in Vancouver? Not me. Well, uh, <laughs> Liv's going to Toronto, and I'm I'm leaving for Budapest. Um, okay. So uh, yeah. travels to everyone. Yep. I'll be safe. But yeah. Anyways, love you guys. Um, you, Brett. Let me I don't want to interrupt your, your guys' uh, conversation. <laughs> but anyways, um, talk to you later, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Brett. Hey, Thanks, brother. In LA, dude. Jim's have been closed. All right, I'm trying, Brett. I know you just signed off, but I'm trying, dude. I'm trying to keep it going. I just... I love the fact that he's such a great guy to you guys, and he, he talks so highly about you guys. Well, not necessarily just him. Everybody, every cast member that we've talked to has has been phenomenal about the other cast member. You know, what I mean, it's such a tight knit group. I mean, I love it. I love it. And that's I think that's what really drew us drew us all together with this show because I mean, you know, watching you guys respectively and you guys in your scenes. I mean, you guys sold it. You guys really put your heart and soul into it and the the dance miss miss olivia holy shit you know oh, excuse me i'm sorry you know that the dance that sword man you see swung that sword and somebody was dying i i appreciate that i mean you know it's funny because my 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 fight style was so distinct in that it was efficient you know i always only had like i would train two three times a week and i kept waiting for like this big sword sequence but that's not Atoy, like Atoy, and I and I, I I had to like accept that because Atoy's fight style is very much like she can't out um, she can't outmaneuver um, an opponent based on size and strength. So hers is all stealth, surprise, and like she goes for the kill, 
Whereas someone like Assam, you know, he's a little more of a showboat and he'll like toy with his opponents more. Um, so it was, I, I appreciate you saying that because, uh, you know, I would train and train and train. And then, you know, I, I'd have maybe like a sequence of like three to five moves tops. Um, and, uh, and that's why for the season two, episode eight fight scene, I was really happy because that took three days to film. Wow. And I was like, oh, this is like, finally I get like a big, a big sequence to like, you know, uh, sink my teeth into. It's like almost everybody had their own little spotlight, you know, their, their own, their own moments where, you know, the yellow demon had his, you know, his, his little 15 minutes of fame. You had Atoy who had her 15 minutes of fame, but everybody got a moment where they just, sh just shone bright. You know, and I just like, I just wish that Bolo didn't die because, you know, I would have loved to seen Bolo in, in season two doing something, going off into the desert when they went off into the desert with, you know, Jason and, and uh, Andrew went off into the, uh, to, to, I want to say the Mexican desert, but it was obviously Nevada, right? Mm -hmm. And they fought those cowboys. What would it have been like if, if Bolo was It would have been there. nasty, bro. I will promise you that, you know, because, you know, Brett, Brett always says it. He just said it. You know, he always put, gives the credit and puts it all on us, you know, the, on the cast. And, and, and I, and I appreciate that. And, 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 and I understand um, why he says that, but, you know, at the end of the day, credit needs to be given to the foundational people, you know, and one thing like you keep talking about is, you know, a toy's dance. Uh, my, you know, my style of fighting. And that was all done on purpose. Yeah. You know, everyone had their just had their style. You know, I had a black shirt, the other guys didn't. I totally had amazing makeup and amazing dresses and amazing hair. And know? the other guys didn't. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah you know? I'm glad that they didn't, but <laughs> you know, and, 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 and that was all from the creative side. Yeah. of the production you know we we we're, we're the robots in that sense where we you know they dress us you know and they, and they do our make yeah we have input of course but the foundation it, you know it goes out you know the credit goes out to all those to to the stylists to the writers the producers to the stunt department to brett you know and and that's one thing that i think was awesome because there's nothing more boring than having a show with a martial arts element where everyone is a fighter and everyone can basically kick ass. And that was one thing JT stressed to me where it's, he was literally like, look, it's Assam, it's Young June, it's you and it's Joe, Leon, that's it. You guys are the four guys that know how to fight, okay? Yeah, Dean, Leary, you know, he can brawl, you know what I mean? And 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 the other, the other individual characters that were able to, you know, bring their skills into the combat world. He's like, but I want to make it clear that you guys are the four trained experienced fighters and you guys are all going to be different. Okay. So it's not going to be like at a bar fight where, because it's a martial arts influenced project that everyone all of a sudden at the bar becomes a fighter. You know right. what I mean? Cause in real life, that doesn't happen. You yeah, know, it never does in real life. It usually only takes one or two moves at a yeah. bar between two people and it's done. It doesn't take, you know, kick punch here, slam the guy there, you know, spin kick there, you know, and that's where we flowered up a little, but that's one thing where it was so stylized and so specific and so different that, I mean, the funny thing was, you know, Jason, he, 
I mean, this goes out to Liv. Like we talked about it, how Liv was always training and she trained on Marco Polo. I wasn't there, but I, I can imagine how that was because Liv is Liv and she doesn't change and she's always very consistent with everything in a good way. And 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 but just watching Jason Tobin, you know, I mean, I love this dude. <laughs> like, we'd be on set and you know, we're doing a scene, and he just starts breaking out like moves and like switching and then. I'm like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> he's just like, he's like, I can't get this one move with the knife, you know? And I'm like, you know, and then it's like, and action. And then we do the scene. It's all dialogue and cut. And he's like, ah, 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 ah. and I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, that's cool. You know, but that's how invested everyone was, you know? And, and you can't, you can't knock that. If anything, you got to applaud it because that's the opposite of a lot. What happens sometimes where, Guys don't want to go to rehearsal. Guys don't want to put in the extra effort. So not only were we stylized and created, you know, from the beginning with such a with such specificity and that we were able to bring that that to, uh, to ours as well and add our own flavor, you know? So again, Brett gives us credit, but man, you know, he's one of the founding fathers on this thing. You know, he, he, he directed us in, in the right way and highlighted our, our, uh, our capabilities. Yeah, what did what did he say to us, Sean? He said he said when you once you see this, you're gonna fall in love with the, all these people because of the way they have invested themselves a hundred percent. And he was right. Yep. He he was absolutely right. You know, the direction was great. The writing was great. The the time period, clothing down to the cobblestone to to yeah. every everything. Thank you so much for bringing the cobblestone. <laughs> That's one of the first things I realized when I walked onto the set. Yeah, it's amazing. Cobblestone, man, and yeah. the brick and the details. I mean, Everything. I always believe it's the background that creates the foreground. Is what I always say. You know, yeah. if if it looks fake, if it doesn't feel real behind them, then how can you believe what's in front of you? Hundred you know? percent. That's why I was like, where are they going to get all these Chinese extras? I was just thinking about that. <laughs> when you said background, foreground, because it takes. Yeah, sometimes we would do takes and we would actually have to redo them because it wasn't the main actors who needed redirection. It was our background artists. And what they realized was, you know, there was, I mean, they, they had to fly extras in from jo Joburg. So these guys got flown down, put up in hotels, you know, brought over to the set and put through acting school and acting lessons. Because here in Vancouver, you know, and in North America, we really take for granted that a lot of our extras are actually actors or training or, you know, wanting to be in the business in a bigger way. So um, they're, they're fantastic and they're easy to direct. And um, our background artists in South Africa, uh, you know, they, they, were, they were eager and enthusiastic to be there. They just had never had the same opportunities to understand what their job fully was on set and how to like inhabit the world with us and sell us by their reactions to what we were doing. So, um, yeah, I was thinking about that when you said the, the, the background. Oh, no, they, they, they flew in a ton of real Chinese people. Mm -hmm. And that was awesome because yeah. you talk about the cobblestone. Okay. Now fill it. Okay. I gotta believe like, I went to high school in San Francisco, like Chinatown was two streets away. All right. I, I know it. I know it. So now we're in South Africa and I'm ignorant and I'm like, there's no Chinese people in South Africa. And they're like, Oh yeah, there are. 
like, <laughs> we're about to fly him in, you know? And they did, and they packed it, you know? And, yeah. and what was so crazy is I believed it, you know? And, and, and I've, I've been in it, you know what I mean? I'm not from it, but I've been in it. And, and when we were on set, I was like, this is real, you know? This is real. And, and, and that just feeds you as an artist, you know, when you're walking yeah. down the street. You know, yeah, the authenticity and those, those and those cool shots of us, you know, in, in Chinatown and whatnot. And even like those amazing shots of of Atoy, you know, for that New Year's parade. I mean, you feel that that's a full lit city, 100 yeah. percent. It's not a couple blocks that were built for this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad you brought up Cobblestone. That's awesome. That's, that's <laughs> huge. Hey guys, I actually have to jump now. Um, but thank you for having me. It was good to finally meet you guys. Thank yes. you for supporting thank you. us. Thank you for taking the time to come on. Of course, of course. Thank I you so much. It happened. Yeah. Rich, so good to see you. Ditto. Stay warm yeah. in Toronto. Thank it's you. Snowing. Yeah, it's like full lockdown there. So, you know, but be safe. Yeah. it'll be good. It'll be good. So. All, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Miss uh, Olivia Chang, thank you so much. Mr. Rich, it's you, been awesome, man. It's been a hundred percent awesome. I, I'm so we are so blessed and so honored that uh, you joined us. Um, and your your buddies showed jumped in. Obviously, <laughs> Mr. Chan, Miss yeah. uh, Miss Olivia. I, I I was floored by Miss Olivia showing up. I mean, that's amazing. That's great. I like to ask people at the end of my show, uh, towards the end, I like to ask them a very personal question. And it's very personal for Sean and myself because we try to stay up on top of it. So I want to ask you, what did you, what do you do for your mental health? That's a great question. And it is very personal. Um, yeah, especially the times we're living in, right? Correct. Um, let me preface it by saying, you know, I live in, I'm fortunate to live in downtown Los Angeles love LA. Um, <laughs> I love LA. <laughs> you probably love LA more than I love LA. Um, <laughs> I'm born and raised in LA. You know, I went to high school in the Bay Area, but you know, I'm, L I'm LA. And um, like I said, very fortunate to live in downtown LA and um, to experience this renaissance that's going on in downtown and all the development. But to be perfectly honest, you know, the last nine months, I've been at ground zero here, you know, with all the rioting, the protesting, um, helicopters, gunshots, uh, sirens, people yelling. It's very, it has no impact on me right now because it's been so common. And, and one thing throughout this whole quarantine process that has been extremely exhausting to me is just, is just the vibe and, 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 and overall, overall feel of the American public right now. Um, you know, I'm an actor, so I live a very solitude life. You know, I prep up by myself, I work out by myself, um, I train by myself. And so I'm used to being home. You know, I basically am quarantined all the time as an actor in a, in a weird way. Uh, but the way I used to balance that was to go out and walk around, you know, to take a drive, get out, see people living their their normal lives you know going to work you know and that kind of gave me a balance in my life because you know us artists and actors we live we live weird schedules yep. you know because we obviously so a majority of the time we don't have a schedule that's the irony and, and so i used to balance that by 
kind of living vicariously through other people because I, I, I too had, had once been a nine to five corporate guy. Um, so that was my balancing factor, you know, whether I just go to the market and I see people, you know, in business attire around me and I'm like, okay, hey, cool. You know, this is normal. This is normal. But these past nine months, that, that balance for me to, to go outside and walk around and feel that positive vibe and, you know, to be in sunny LA has been completely reversed where to the point where I, I, I didn't want to go outside because it was such a dark negative vibe and I could feel the hate in the air and I'm, and I'm not even BSing when I say that. And, and that started to wear at me. And then at night I had front row, front row views from my, from my, from my apartment here at the looting. I saw two guys get shot right in front of my building. Damn. I saw the whole thing. Like I didn't see like who shot them. I just saw them fall. Okay. Oh my God. And here's the thing. We all, we all, we've all grown up, right? We've all lived in areas here and there. We've all seen certain things, but to see it now, you know, to me, that was like high school and junior high, you right. know, and to see it now as a, as a, as a full grown adult who, who I like to say is it has matured and has chose to live a certain way in a safe environment and to see that violence right outside my front door, um, to see the helicopters. I mean, it's LA, everyone sees helicopters, but to see these, to see like five hovering every day right above you and to hear that sound and then to see the protesting and and I, and, and, you know, just everyone has their rights and everyone has, you know, the freedom of speech and stuff like that. And that's not what I'm discussing. I'm discussing the negative, the negativity associated yeah. with all that and the, and the, and the ugly side to all that, Yeah. you know, and, and it, it's worn on me. So long, this is a long answer, but what I'm getting to is my, my, my escape or my, my remedy for always being kind of for, for, for my loneliness, let's say, as an artist, as an actor in LA, that counterbalance of just walking into a normal society, whatever that means, was taken away. So now here I was quarantined because we had to quarantine and not wanting to go outside. It wasn't like I was like, oh my God, I got to get out. I didn't want to go outside, right. you know, because it was dangerous. It wasn't just negative. It was dangerous. Yeah, okay. 100%. And the only thing that that got me through that and it's continuing to get me through as we speak is just my physical training because if you want to get real simple it's called just sweating you know whatever i need to do to break a sweat whether it's cardiovascular whether it's weight training whether it's it's yoga um i mean there was a point where i was kind of documenting on my on my instagram because you know all the gyms had closed and that's kind of like my escape People just think sometimes I'm just a meathead. Well, you know, call me what you want, but that's 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 my medicine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Self care. Absolutely. 100%. No, there's there's a there's a science to working out. I mean, it releases uh, natural chemicals, serotonin, other stuff yeah. in your brain. You know, so I mean, I I I think calling people meatheads, you know, that are normal people that are working out is just kind of foolish. You know, uh, I I'm lucky enough to. I have the mirror. It's a mirror and it has like an instructor on yeah, it. Cause yep. I, 
I'm not like a big weightlifter or anything like that. Uh, so I do a lot of, of that working out and it's actually helped me uh, get out of my mental stuff with uh, PTSD and stuff from the army. No, totally, totally. That endorphin release and that, you know, everything that comes along with it that, you know, I mean, I, I was so desperate that the, the, we have a small gym in my building and that had ch- been shut down just due to all the COVID rules and whatnot. And I mean, I just, I just started walk doing the stairs in my, you know, and these stairs in my building, you know, it's not the nicest flight <laughs> of stairs, you, you know, and, and it's, it's not easy to breathe, you know, and I, but I just, I, I would break a sweat and that's all I needed, you know? And so slowly um, throughout this quarantine process, you know, I was able to uh, put together a makeshift home gym and, and, and that's actually been my saving grace, to be honest. Um, if, if, if anyway, it has nothing to do with, you know, people are like, oh, you're an actor, so you need to work out because you need to look, it has nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? The, the, the main thing is mentally and emotionally, it allows me to escape for that hour to two hours and kind of reset. And, you know, almost like, you know, when your damn direct TV acts up, which mine has, and you hit that reset button, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, like a cleansing. And, 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 and that's my answer. My answer is physical training. You know, I've, I've been involved with, with martial arts and, and sports since the age of four years old. And in times like this, where things are taken away from us and we're not allowed the freedom that we, that we normally have, you start to really appreciate and the things that you take for granted, like, hey, I'm going to go to the gym today. Yep. You know what I mean? Or, fuck, I'm stressed out. I'm going to go downstairs and run on the treadmill. Well, what happens when all that stuff's not available? And yep. then you don't want to go outside because you could get shot with a damn rubber bullet because there's a protest going on and they may think you're part of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. It's just, it's just, it's, it, it sucks, man. And, and, and everyone's dealing with it in their own ways. Um, I'm just thankful that having been raised an athlete my whole life, that I have found my, my escape in, in that arena and, and, and it's keeping me sane. It's keeping me sane today, yeah. you know, especially with all this stuff going on in DC. Oh um, man. Yeah. You know yeah what I mean, it's still going on, you know, and, 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 and the thing that I love about it is that it is healthy, you know, to, to, to work out and to sweat and to get your blood, you know, your heart rate up. You know, and, and so I mean, there's a lot of other ways I could be dealing with the stress, but at least I'm doing it in a way that is, is beneficial to my overall health, which I think is the, the main message of yeah. 2020 and 2021. <laughs> health, health yeah, everything, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry for the long answer, but no, yeah, that's, no. that's, uh, you're very personable about it. Uh, you know, that's, that's coming deep from you. And, uh, you know, Adam and I are huge on mental health. Uh, I have a lot of issues from uh, going to Iraq and stuff. Uh, I have uh, 10 years in law enforcement. I'm not a police officer anymore. So I've dealt with a lot of different things and I'm having to find my own personal uh, escape, I guess, uh, for my mental uh, health stuff going on. And, you know, fitness is, uh, you're absolutely right. Fitness is a huge deal. Uh, It has... I don't, I don't think there are any cons to it. Uh, you just got to find, find something that you want to do. Go running, go, uh, you know, lift some weights, do some kind of cardio, get that, get that blood pumping that flowing. It's, it's a natural healing thing, you know? So uh, you're, you're spot on. And I, I love your answer. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't believe in overtraining. 
no, not not, not at all, not at all. You you, <laughs> you know your body. Uh, you know you can exert as much as you want. Uh, uh, I'm one that I love to just take it to the max and uh i i want to sweat i want to throw up you know i was told yeah. when i was in the army if you're not if you're not running or if you're not throwing up you're not running hard enough you're not working out enough <laughs> you need to throw up and it's like yeah what oh, oh, okay here we go let's do it go to that certain extreme you know and just and improve yourself and i'm not i mean i'm a little older i'm not in army shape like i was before but uh i'm trying to get back into shape especially with the quarantine and, and the yeah, or more, more of the mental mental uh, hardships that go mm -hmm. into that, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's why, man. I just uh, you know take a take a second to just wish everyone you know health and happiness is what I always say, man. And uh, it's twenty twenty one. It's the first week. Stuff's already weird. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that's why I was looking, I was looking forward to this to this time with you guys, man, because this actually felt normal, you know, especially Thank when you're you promoting the show and and I was doing a lot of these podcasts and stuff like that and um the timing worked out for me because even today it's, it was a stressful day you know not knowing yeah. uh if things are going to crack off in, in downtown LA again you know yeah. and uh, absolutely seeing, seeing all the stuff in DC um literally up until the time I got online with you guys and, and then now you guys were able to offer me you know this kind of escape for for an hour or so to reminisce on some cool shit that we did absolutely appreciate yeah. Yeah. we appreciate you guys and um, yeah, man, I, I thank you for the time and the opportunity, man. This was fun. We thank Absolutely. you for your time yeah, and opportunity, man. I mean, it's, uh, this is, we love, we love talking to people. We, we, we get, we get nuts deep into talking, man. I mean, we just, we just love because the human element is such a vast thing that, that when we express our love for one person or one show or one thing and people that would listen to us get behind it, they're like, damn, man. Did you hear that conversation that they had with Rich Ting? Holy shit, man. That guy was stylish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if they get something else out of it, you know, like, hey, you know, shit, maybe I'm going to go work out. Or if they get, you know, the fact that that Bolo shouldn't have died. Yeah. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? Yep. So we, we love what we do. We love this. I mean, this is this is our no, thing. Dude, you, know? you guys, thank you for doing what you guys do, man. You guys, um, you know, I always say in any interview, I feed off of the people that I'm that you know asking questions and I'm talking. You guys got great energy. Um, you know, the only anxiety I've had speaking to you guys is, I mean, I'm a Pete Carroll fan, dude. You know, my brother. <laughs> but I'm born and raised in L.A., dude. Settle down. Settle down. You're you're, you're actually okay because I'm from Mississippi. Uh, I like the. You New settle Orleans. down too. I, I'm, I'm I'm a New Orleans Saints fan, so you're no, okay. I, hey. PC is my guy. He coached my brothers. Um, but damn, dude. Yep. Yep. Saturday, Saturday man. Saturday. We'll take down. it. We'll take LA out. Don't worry about it. We got it's you. Going down, <laughs> going down, dude. Oh, come on. That's the, that's the only thing I got. You know, that's the only anxiety you brought. I, when you popped up and I was like, okay, it's going to be like that. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm gonna be in LA, hoping that this all this pans out. Let's. Yep. Here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. We win this game, we eliminate LA, which is gonna happen. Uh, I'll buy. Uh, I'll buy lunch. Okay. Yeah. That's that's cool. That's cool. I mean, <sighs> I, I don't want I don't want you to feel bad when we take out LA. I mean, you know, like really take them out. 
<laughs> oh man, we're later. We're later hey, no, real question. I don't even know. Is Jared playing this weekend or is he still out? Uh, I think because here's the thing if he's but, out, uh, if he's out, you, like, you don't even come to LA, bro. Even if you guys win, like, come on, man. <laughs> I and think if we win, and if we win without Jared, then we're, w- yeah, you know what I'm about to say. If we win without Jared. <laughs> number 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 nine is my guy. Okay, like he came in last week. He showed up. Wait, okay, who? who? Okay. <laughs> uh, he practiced. He practiced. Uh, today was his first practice after thumb surgery. They said. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, he's so, gonna be sitting out. Yeah, there's there's, no. there's a maybe in there probably. I don't no, know. you guys got some ballers, man. No doubt. I got I, Russ, Russ, Russell, man. I I love that guy. Um, Russell, DK, yeah, Lockett. You guys got a squad. You guys got a squad for sure. But you know. but LA is always our kryptonite. I mean, just if I'm going to be real, wearing this Seahawks hat, I'm going to be real. LA is always our kryptonite. You never, you never, you never know. Let me think about you this Saturday, dude. <laughs> you just you message me. You message me, and guess what? You remind yeah. me. You remind yeah. me who's buying lunch or what's buying what. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, I got you're, you. You're not welcome in LA if, if they lose. He says. But I did. <laughs> I started off by saying I'm a I'm a PC fan, man. You okay? did. <laughs> like, I got love for Pete, dude. You know Hell I mean? yeah. I buy into his system anywhere he goes. So yep. you guys are lucky to have him. I believe. <laughs> Very lucky. Yes, and he even signed yeah. another what deal. A, what so a guy. Yep. Yep. Very interesting gentleman. But yeah. Ladies well, and gentlemen, Mr. Rich Ting, sir. Thank you so much for your time. Again, you know, we're, we're very humbled. We're very honored. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. You give, me, give us a, give us your Instagram, give us your socials so people can get, see how stylish you are. You know, how, <laughs> this, I, that's I, the only thing to take away from this thing is, is, yeah, well, I'm not saying I am, but if people think I'm stylish, then thank you very much. Um, yeah, you can find me on all social platforms at Rich Ting World. The Rich so Ting World. Yeah, I try to keep everyone updated on what I'm doing, and uh, I try to reply as much as I can. And uh, thank you to all the we, fans out yeah. there. Yeah. We appreciate that. And, uh, and everyone following me, man. I appreciate you guys. 100%. Mr. Rich Singh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Oh, man. Yes. Yes. So cool. Dude, I'm going to go lay down. I'm seriously going to go pass out. Rich Ting. Bolo was my one of my favorite guys on the show. Olivia Chang, Atoy, one of my favorite ladies on the show. Yep. Brett Chan, just Brett Chan, dude, one of my, my favorite boy. dudes. Yep. What a guy. Yeah, I didn't even. I, I just asked him, "Hey, you, uh, you popping in today?" He's like, "Hey, send me the link." I was like, "Okay, cool." What you already have the link? He's like, "I sent it to me. Email it to me." <laughs> then Olivia popped up. I'm like, "Oh." My gosh, bro. Dude, my heart stopped, dude. My heart stopped. I was like, oh, shit. Yep. She's one of my favorite actresses. Yes, Seriously, ma'am. She, yes, she sir. Is, uh, she is uh, just an amazing person, too. Holy yeah. shit, dude. Holy shit. Wow. Well, uh, you know. Uh, and actually, uh, just so you know, Dustin Wynn. Dustin Wynn? He just messaged me. What did he have to say? Because I messaged him a while back. Just, to, just you never know. He may read it. He may not. Uh Let's see. He would love to be our guest. I'm in LA and can be available between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Let me know how you would like to proceed. <laughs> Bam! 
Dustin Wynn, if, uh, if nobody knows who Dustin Wynn is, let me let me give you guys a quick history lesson. Dustin Wynn was on the original 21 Jump Street. Yes. Back in the day with Peter DeLuise, Johnny Depp, and I cannot remember the other guy's name, the, uh, the, the notorious cop. He was always a cop. And Dustin Wynn, bro, Dustin Wynn. Come on. And he's one of the, the, the bad guys that you just did not like. He played it to the point where you just, you know what I'm trying to say here. He, another Warrior cast member that I'd love to interview because he was a bad guy. He was a bad guy. He sold it. God damn it. Hey, you've listened to us. Uh, you know what? You know how we are. We, we love this show. We love. Uh, yes, we do. So, you know what, man? Hey, we're, we're at the end here. I am going to go eat some food because I'm hungry and hell I had a good time I had I, was, I, I had a great time god damn dude happy new year everybody you know what you, everybody love everybody god damn it that's how we roll with this shit it's not gonna stop we're gonna keep that train rolling right on through 2021 sure it's gonna Absolutely. be ugly yep. it's, it's it's already it's already starting rough uh but we, you gotta go back to what we say is everybody love everybody. And, you know, at the beginning of the conversation, you know, it, it shouldn't be about race, uh, you yep. know, political affiliation, anything, anything like that. This is, this has gotten out of hand. Yep. It's been getting out of hand. The media is feeling that fire. They're, yep. uh, uh, what is it called? Gaslighting. They're, 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 they, they've, they've gaslighted for a long time. Uh, yep. we, we got to knock this shit off. I, I don't even, the only news I see is on my Facebook. I don't even watch the news anything like that i try not to i try to stay away from it and uh, you know form my own opinion yep. uh, get the facts stuff like that we, we we've all just got to come together love your neighbor love your yep. friends your family you know, this is this is what we do otherwise I, I, I don't i don't know what's gonna happen but we're already being torn apart yep and it's it's like it needs, it needs to stop you know? it's stop. yes sir all right everybody love you all take care